Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. We are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, we are looking at 2003 horror film. Uh, this is an interesting uh, episode for us because this is a combination of two different uh, show, shows we have. We have Does It Hold Up? And we also have second chance, uh, check, second chance cinemas. So this is a uh, amalgamation of both of them in this episode. Because for me, this is a second chance viewing, and for Brandon, this is does it hold up? So we're doing Darkness Falls from two thousand and three. Uh, the movie synopsis is as follows. A vengeful spirit has taken the form of the tooth fairy to exact vengeance on a town that's lynched her 150 years earlier. Her only opposition is the only child now grown up who has survived her before. This movie came out in 2003 and it was directed by Jonathan Lepserman. And uh, we don't care who wrote it. We're going to go ahead and go into, well, no offense to those that wrote it, but. We're going to go into the stars. Shaney Clay is Kyle. Emma Caulfield Ford is Caitlin. Uh, y'all might know her from Buffy and also Angel. Uh, I think she is also an Angel. Uh, Brandon, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, wrong. And I know she's on a- Buffy. I, she I thought Buffy. she also showed up on Angel, but I was I, I, I was confused. It's been years, Brandon, since I've seen that show. All right. <laughs> and uh, Lee Corning. Corny. Is that the man's real name? Yeah, okay. What's Lee Corny. Corny. Lee Corny is Michael. Uh, Grant Pirro is Larry. Sullivan Stapleton is Matt. And the host of other people is in this film. Brandon's going to hit you off with a little bit of numbers. Brandon, let it rip. Oh, it's going to rip. It's going to rip hard. <laughs> it got a 5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, 1 out of 5 on Common Sense Medium. Here is one positive review. Well, overall, 85% like this movie on Google. So there's your positive. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 9% on the tomato meter. Mm. <laughs> and the audience score is not much better at 34%. So there's your numbers. <laughs> yeah, How we doing a, over there, Aaron? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's some numbers for you. Uh man, yeah, that's that's a number. All right, so Darkness Falls. Um, all right, I'm sorry. Give me guys a second. There we go. I just want to make sure that people, if you tune in, you know uh, what we're talking about. So go ahead and add it. Did you see it? Is there a banner anywhere? Any guys see a banner? No banner? All right. There we there go. Darkness is. Falls. There it is. All right. Anyway. Back to what I was saying, Darkness Falls. All right, so this movie, uh, you know, it, it started off, I thought that it started off like they try to create a legendary character, kind of like Fre- Freddy Krueger, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that was done wrong by the but that, by the townsfolk. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she seeks vengeance on everyone. She was like a very nice lady. But she uh, something happened to her in an accident, and then she became the local witch, and they essentially treated her as such. And so she became that, which they treated her, 
and she decides to kill them all. You know, anybody that once the, once a kid loses a final baby tooth, she kills them. Yes, sir. Uh, but I mean, I have there's so many plot holes for me, but uh, but I thought that that was a cool concept. Uh, in the beginning, the little vignette that they did, like about her, uh, yeah. it's very 2000s. I forgot movies did that. You know, it's funny how much movies has changed from 2003 to 2020. Like, you know, those little things were very common in films back in 2000s, and and in the pacing and the shortness of a film back then i mean it felt short and and uh they try to, yeah they, they yeah they try to compile a lot of stuff into a certain time frame and uh and you could feel it uh to me in my opinion you, you felt it but i thought that if the story had a little bit more time it would actually uh breathe a little bit more you know what i mean yeah so fun fact Aaron. <laughs> The director didn't want to make this movie. Um, really? Yeah. So, and you can tell he didn't want to make this movie. Carrington, what, what up, y'all? What up, Carrington? KJ, uh, Paintball oh, yeah. Two coming out one day. Shouting you out. One day. One day. All right. But yeah, he Go didn't ahead, want to make this movie, uh, and you could tell. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you that it it wanted to be like Freddie, and I felt that I felt in Freddie inspired this movie. And I was like, everything happened so fast. It's like being on a roller coaster, literally. You're just going 100 miles an hour. You get no character development at all from anyone, really. But um, I didn't hate it. I can't say it holds up to what I thought back in 2003, but I didn't hate it. I prefer a movie like this over something like The Boy 2 or uh, The Grudge 2020. Uh, even though no character development, I still have fun watching it. I like the concept. I like the concept of this tooth fairy killing kids that are losing their final baby teeth. Um, with a director that would have been more passionate about the project, I think it would have been really good. Someone like uh, young James Wan, who I feel this film inspired Dead Silence. And I feel this film also inspired Lights Out. And... Uh, I feel those films were better than this film too. Absolutely, so, absolutely. They, they, yeah, they, those, they have more passion. You gotta have passion about what you do. They um, have more story to it too. Yeah, they have more, more development. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that's that's like my biggest issue with the film is you, you don't care about anybody. It, things are just happening. I mean, you really get to you don't get to know anyone. Even Kyle, they, you know, you know what happened to him in the beginning, but. Who is this person? And I what's he and, do for a living? What's he what's his personality like? We don't know nothing other than yeah. he's scared of the dark and scared of this I, tooth fairy. I felt That's a it. lot of uh I felt a lot of uh connection too to like maybe also even uh I would say Halloween, um Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers, in a sense of with Cal, he was more like that Tommy Tommy uh Doyle to, yeah. uh, type I of character that, that grew up. That was obsessed with Michael and that in his run-in with that figure, uh, and so in that film you see him. I'm talking about Halloween, the Curse of uh, Michael Myers. You see him obsessed with him and hasn't left that spot, hasn't left that 
And so this guy, when you meet him as an adult, he has totally uh, been infatuated with that time frame, meeting that character, meeting that person, and it has controlled his life. And I can understand that with the PTSD of what he what he went through. But I also felt the disconnect from the past to his present. I felt like so uh, at the beginning when they show him as a kid and stuff, I didn't realize until the second time of watching it that that was also him. I didn't catch it. Like when I first saw it, I thought that was just a totally different. I didn't put it together, I guess. Um, but I felt still felt that little disconnect between them, like uh, of the time frame. And you also this kid is losing his final baby te- tooth, and he's like. It looks like a grown dude, man. <laughs> losing like his teeth. At least 15, maybe. Yeah. And he's like in um, a mirror and he's like really going to yeah. town on like it's just it's a weird scene, man. And it's an un unsettling scene to watch. But um and the sound, I, I give him props on the sound. It sounded bad. It sounded like made me kind of like, ugh. But I just think that there's still that there's still that disconnect. Like you said, you don't really care about any of the characters. You don't care about Cal, you know, you don't care about uh, that, you know, uh, I guess Emma, is, is that her name in this? Um, uh, her name's Kat. Catlin. Uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. Cat, uh, yeah. Yeah, they go. But yeah. Cat for short. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't care. And you don't really get to know the other characters to care. Because like the Larry character, he's done in about 10 minutes. Spoilers, he dies in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, he, hey man, if y'all ain't seen this movie and it's been out since 2003, yeah, you know, yeah, true, true. I'll off. But uh, one thing I do like about him that you do know he's a lawyer, he's a defense attorney, you know that much about him. <laughs> I, I will say this that I also totally made the connection the second time watching this that that Larry guy is a Larry kid from the very beginning. I didn't put it together when I first saw this film. But watching this now, I'm like, oh, that's blatantly that guy. Like it's like totally that same kid, just grown up. Um, yeah. but you felt like um that they wanted to make it almost like a losers club type of thing before, you know, this is this is after the television version of it. So they wanted to kind of the kids come back type of and fighting the fear. But the tooth fairy, for one, they missed the opportunities for just not calling this movie just the tooth fairy. Uh, it, it was originally going to be called Tooth Fairy. Yeah, I know you have some fun facts. I'm sorry. Uh, was that one of them? That was one of them, man. <laughs> it went through four different titles before they settled on Please, please share it. Please share those titles. Please share the titles. All right, all right, all right. The Tooth Fairy, uh, Don't Peek, Fear of the Dark, The Tooth Fairy, The Ghost of Matilda Ditson, and the two fairy, every legend has its dark side. And then they went with Darkness Falls. Also, this is something that bothered me about the movie. All right, so so she is after like every kid that loses their two, uh, and they they meant they make mention that you know that there is people that has lost their teeth, uh, well that has been missing and stuff. Because he was saying to the one guy, that one officer dude, he's like, have you have any people that, ki- like, how many parents have died and kids were involved, da, 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 stuff like that. You know, so th- there was somebody that made that connection, but I'm thinking, from the time that this chick lived, like, a hundred-something years ago, to now, yeah. or then, 
there should be a lot of there should like be no adults left. <laughs> you know, like there should be like literally nobody left alive because now that the dude come back in town, now all bets are off and she really goes gun ho. It's like she's been docile this whole or dormant this whole time. And now she's starting to really show up. It just yeah. I I didn't like that. I I didn't like that. Also, it gave me vibes of uh like the mythology of like Blair Witch. They were kind of wanting that kind of witch figure. And, you know, I, I like, well, I like the witch aspect to it. I, I, I think Stan Winston, you know, is a great makeup artist and all that. I just, this film was supposed to be something different. Uh, Doug Jones was supposed to play the Tooth Fairy originally. And uh, I need to think of his name. In the, uh, see... FX creator Steve Wong, his original Tooth Fairy version was an angel of death, but since the script changed, they went a different direction with it. Uh, I would have loved seeing Doug Jones as the Tooth Fairy because it's Doug Jones, you know. Mm -hmm. People that don't know, he was the Bye Bye Man. He was in. Uh, I hated that movie. I know you did, <laughs> but he. Was, I thought he was great as the Bye Bye Man. Uh, don't say it. Don't thank it. <laughs> don't watch it. It's the greatest tagline I've ever heard. Don't say it. Don't thank it. Um, and uh, he also was in uh, what was that movie? Um, Hellboy one and two. Was he? Uh, was he? Uh, Abe. Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah. You know, I'm not very familiar with the characters' names. Uh, the, the, the Fishman. Yeah. Abe. That's him. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I liked him in that, uh, but yeah. I just felt like one thing I did like about this movie is the makeup effects for the witch, uh, for, for the tooth fairy. I thought that her makeup looked really good. Um, and uh, I don't like the, I understand the reason for the mask. They mentioned it in the epilogue, I guess, uh, why she wears the mask. But uh, at the end, I think you find out that the mask was made out of teeth, the teeth of her victim, or maybe they're just hidden inside of her mask. I'm not sure. I, you know, but, uh, yeah, just movie. Like, and there's literally throwaway characters. There's literally people in this movie just to really die. <laughs> like, like it's like, like there's like standing on the steps, about to jump because there's. All right, so you gotta stay in the light. If you hadn't watched this, you gotta stay in the light. If you not, are not in the light, she will get you and she will kill you, or at least throw you or something. You'll die. We assume you're dead. So, uh, they're at this. They're at the steps. And it was darkness between. There's light here, darkness, and light. So then we gotta jump all the stairs, and make it. And the three of us, she ain't gonna. She she will get, go after one, and the other two she won't. Guess who she's gonna go after? She's gonna go after the nurse Betty or whoever it was that was on that step that nobody has seen in the movie at all until that point. She's gonna die. <laughs> so <laughs> they jump and she dies. Now the once the one scene uh, there's only two scenes in the movie that uh, that I felt worked as a jump scare. Uh, one is when she was in the car, a cat was in the car, and literally a cat jumped on the hood of the car and startles her. There was no like slow build up or anything; it just happened, and I thought it was subtle and good. Um, and then the other was when they was in the car, and Larry says, "Let's stay in the car. We should be safe." And then he dies. I thought that was good. Uh, I forgot that that happened. Um, but a lot of the stuff I felt was um, 
orchestrated, like you could see where, where things was going to go. Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, I didn't have a problem with the jump scares. I normally don't have an issue with them. It's just part of the horror tropes. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, but I mean, there was one time I did have a problem with jump scares, and that was this year, and that was for The Grudge 2020. They were just all over the place. But that's the only time I really, I don't really get upset like you do with them. Like like you, you, you get upset. <laughs> it depends on if, if it's done well, then it's a good jump scare. I'm okay yeah. with a good jump scare. Halloween, Sam Loomis being startled after he startles yeah. the kids. Good jump scare. <laughs> you know, um, there's some really good ones, but then there's the ones that like the Conjuring universe. Let me say it. The Conjuring universe is terrible with jump scares. Uh, that's just like their whole premise and setup. Y'all can come at me, Bloomhouse. Uh, but is it Bloomhouse? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, well, never mind, Bloomhouse. Y'all good. That's insidious. That's James Wan. James Wan. Come at me, James. Don't come at me, James. Uh, I do like you, but you know, just come on, guy. Anyway, so yeah, so I just I, I don't have a big problem with. I have more of a problem than you do with jump scares, but okay. Continue. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying, you you always name the jump scares, and it it just comes off like you get upset about it. And I was like, man, Aaron's just he's rattled about these jump scares. <laughs> but anyway, uh, getting back to this, I mean. Like I said, I have a message like real quick. That is not true, actually. Um, I do like the movie. I'm just, it's a very flawed movie. And um, yeah, it's a fun movie. It's just flawed. It's just, you know, it is what it, I got to be honest. Okay, KJ? <laughs> KJ, I got to be honest. I didn't really like it. Um, but I didn't like it back then. And I didn't like it now. But what I would have gave it then was uh, less than what I would give it now. I'm, I give it more now because I see where they was wanting to do, and I give them props for what they was trying to accomplish. But yeah, yeah, um, I like Funhouse more than I like this. And oh, that's not. This is not going to be a good score at all. <laughs> but uh, um, back then, I would have probably. I really loved it back in the day. 2003, I loved it. Uh, today, I don't love it. <laughs> I, I, I can enjoy it. I can have fun with it. It passes the time, you know. And, and it's a really short movie. Uh, it's like an hour and 25 minutes. So, yeah, we got another message. <laughs> I was looking to see if we have any, because uh, some of them don't show up on here. I got to check our Facebook just to see if anyone else has commented. Uh, but KJ, I think he's coming on. YouTube, so hey, good looking out, bro. All right, so uh, anyway, yeah, so, the movie though, I thought that for what it's worth, though, I thought the film wasn't. I saw what they was wanting to do, is what I'm saying. I saw what they was wanting to do, uh, with the characters, uh, with the with the character of the two fairy, um, but like you said, I think Dead Silence did it better. Oh, Dead Silence did it. No yeah, doubt. That movie just and and then also as you said, lights out did it better. You know, um, like you know, even though these are all gimmick type of movies set up with some type of gimmick, and you know whether it's don't say nothing, be quiet, or something like that. <laughs> In Dead Silence, 
like the, the sound leaves the the scene completely and it's just silence and then like the uh, killer happens or whatever but it was really cool it was cool i love that movie in the back in the day watching it i thought that yeah i hadn't yeah. watched it in years so it doesn't yeah. hold up i'm not sure but it did silence i could still remember her name it's mary shaw uh, I can't tell you this Tooth Fairy's name, even though you read it earlier. I do not remember it. it it's it's not important. <laughs> I totally forgot too, and I read the stuff. Uh, what is blood? <laughs> what is her important. name? Literally, it's not. She's like, uh, what's her name? Uh, they just say the Tooth Fairy <laughs> in the synopsis. They don't even bother saying the lady's name. But honestly, I mean, I like her design and everything, but mm. you know. Her story, it just came off to me like they were trying to recreate Nightmare on Elm Street. And, you know, except they were using the dark. Stay, you know, stay in the light. And instead of don't fall asleep, it's stay in the light. And I, I it just, I mean, it was fun to watch for me. Uh, I had fun watching it. it. It had no substance, though. It's just, I, that, that would be my takeaway. There was, there's no substance. It's just, it's like a fun little roller coaster to ride. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, though, about them trying to create uh, like a Freddy Krueger type character. That's a hard thing to pull off uh, because oh, yeah. he is so iconic. The closest that I've seen in years is this new, newer version of Pennywise. That's the closest I've seen in years that I would even put in the same category as a Freddy Krueger because they did such a great job building his, his presence of who he was and what he did. Although I honestly didn't like the second film as much, uh, but you know, I did like the premise, but, but I wanted more. The, that's my biggest problem with it. I wanted more Pennywise. Um, but yeah, so I agree. So for this movie, they did want they, they it felt like they wanted to make a nightmare on M street type of thing, but, uh, it just, you know, it felt rushed. Even Nightmare on Elm Street for his time, uh, I'm not sure of the uh, time. Like, you know, I'm not sure of the uh, how the runtime of the film. Is it like, um, is it two hours? No, I, I want to say it's like 90, between 90 and 95 minutes. It's a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, but this... But uh, like but, the, it felt, but it felt like they built up the character yeah. a little bit more. It's uh, yeah, an hour and thirty-one minutes. This is like, yeah, but if, but even even in that short period of time, if you watch Nightmare on M Street, you know who Freddy Krueger is. You know what's at stake, uh, or, or what's at stake. You know what's going to happen. You know Nancy, and you sympathize with Nancy. You know Tina, yeah. and you sympathize with Tina. You know, you know, you know these characters, and you really are oh. really behind them. In this movie, you literally aren't behind any of them. And then that, that's a, a testament to Wes Craven. That's a testament to Wes Craven, too. I, this director isn't Wes. He's he's not... He's nowhere near... He didn't even want to be a horror filmmaker. Uh, so, he shouldn't have made the movie. Uh, he, he also made uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2014. And... Uh, Battle LA with Aaron Eckhart. Which one was that? The 2014? Was that the uh, animated one? TM no, TM live TM? action. First live action. Oh, the the new... Yeah, I hadn't watched that. You know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, dude. Just not, don't do horror. 
if you don't want to do horror, don't do horror. And I you say know, that I, honestly, somebody that like I would love to see this movie actually get a remake. Some movies do need desire deserve a remake to be tried again. Like let somebody else that is a fan of horror take this film and say, let me try to put my own spin on it. And give me an R rating because I think this was PG thirteen. So it give me an PG. R rating and let me do what what I can do and make this an iconic character. You know. Also another, another problem I think with this film is that it came out a year after they, Wes Craven's They, which had the same premise. You gotta stay in the light to survive. Uh, also the boogeyman came out like a couple years before. Um which was a similar premise, you know. You know, I can't say premise. You know, what I mean, you know, the, the <laughs> premise, boogeyman, premise, whatever. Aaron, <laughs> come on, premise. I drank my tea with my finger out. Premise. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. <laughs> I know, but I mean, you know. Yeah. You can't do too many similar films and you know get that audience i mean i mean i didn't like i like this better than i do the boogeyman i like this better than i do they but we only have one commit person commenting and it's kj and this is what he says lies what lies kj what KJ, lies? explain yourself what lies all right um what lies so kj yeah let me ask you this if you since you're essentially on the podcast right now too with us we're 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 cool with that what was your thoughts on the film did you like this movie let us know in your comments because i thank you for coming i love that feature on here by the way i want more people to comment as well um on facebook that just doesn't show the comments so if you are commenting on that i apologize i'm just not seeing it but i see a lot of people are watching and i uh, thank you all for paying, uh, watching Andy. Uh, I know Carlos Bailey running for uh, Bowling Green City Commission. Make sure you vote. Chris Page running for mayor. Make sure you vote. All right. Um, but yeah. So I, I don't know. Some people aren't going to like the movie. And like you said, those movies, they came out right around the same time. They, Boogeyman, uh, you know, I totally forgot about Boogeyman. That's another forgettable movie. In 2000s, I felt like there was only a few films that really picked my picked my interest, and uh, you know, in two thousands, it was it's either hit or miss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But you yeah. had some really you had some stuff that kind of held held up, like for for the most part, like uh, Thirteen Ghosts. You know, uh, kind of holds up a little bit more. It holds up a little bit more than this, <laughs> does it not? Not for me, it doesn't. No, no, I hate that movie so much. Oh god, you hate, hate it more it. than this. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow, See, this is actually gonna get a positive review. This is me. why you should say lies, KJ, right here for this. Go ahead. No, I yeah, I think uh, Thirteen Ghosts got like a one point five for me. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I like Matthew Lillard. That's it. I don't like anyone else. I think Tony Shalhoub was in another movie. I think he wanted to be elsewhere <laughs> at the same time. But I know you yeah. like that movie. Uh, but I just I didn't like it as much as say uh oh yeah, I do remember Man. I just had to look it up. Th this movie and that was very they were confusing to one another. It came out in 2005, this came out in 2003. Uh, uh -huh. so they came out first because that was 2002. 
Yeah, so maybe they were all kind of copying maybe they's premise. Oh, we could do it too. You know, kind of like how, and I'm going to call you out DreamWorks. Kind of like how DreamWorks does with Pixar. How Pixar, I'm going to, let's talk about this, guys. How Pixar, how Pixar comes out with movies and then DreamWorks try to come out with a similar movie at the same time, but it ain't that good. Case in point, Bugs Life. Bugs Life is a great film from Pixar. What did uh, uh, DreamWorks try to do? Ants. Nobody wants to see ants except for you that likes Sylvester alone. I have nobody never else wants to see ants. You I've ain't never seen, seen it. I have never well, there seen you it. Go. Uh, I will tell uh, you one thing I do like How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. I love it. Uh, yeah, those uh, that's when they found that stride with that and Shrek. They found it with the with that, but then like with that, uh, they had Finding Nemo with Pixar, and then they came out with Shark Tales, which is not it's not Finding Nemo, you know. So, yeah. But Shark then when they finally said, let me do my own stuff, that's when they started getting good. Yeah, now I, they, they now they got it. Now they have the minions or whatever. They, they're they doing the thing. I think they have the minions. Thing. I'm pretty sure that's theirs. I'm pretty sure I, they have pets. I, I think it's theirs, so. too. Yeah, I know it's not Pixar. <laughs> no, it's not Pixar, because Pixar is the champion. I'm, I'm team Pixar over here. Forever. Why you got two sides? Why you got two sides? Why can't you enjoy it? DreamWorks is not that good. Only for Shrek. See, ever since we started this podcast, you've been against DreamWorks. (laughs) I don't know why, but you've been against them. (laughs) Ever since we started this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my little rant. We're losing people because I started talking about DreamWorks and Pixar. I'm sorry. We'll get back to the horror of Darkness Files. Uh, What did you think, Brandon, about... uh, you think that this movie would have would have benefited from a R rating? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you could have done a lot more with the, the the Tooth Fairy with an R rating. You know, you you could have seen a mental aspect to it as well with Kyle. See, here's how I would have actually started the movie. Because <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about yeah. it as I was watching it. I was thinking you should start it off with the character as she, you know, in the 1800s. Started off there, what she was doing, and you know, pick up later after they supposedly kill her. Then pick it up later with Kyle as a kid, not go as an adult, but show her a t- trying to kill him throughout the whole movie. You know, make it. Oh, make- oh yeah, that would have been better. As you said, the losers club. That's what they were really trying to do. Well, as kids, let's show that and. But that, they didn't go that route. <laughs> we got like five minutes of them as kids, and the rest is an adult, and it just flies like a roller coaster. You don't I get think, time to breathe. I think I think what you said about show the tooth fairy uh, as a human being, like I think yeah. instead of starting off with the vignette, the two thousands flashy vignette that they do with newspaper articles and all that stuff, you know what they did with it. I think that they could have saved the time, like you said, and just showed. Uh, Showed her maybe interacting like outside picking flowers or, or doing laundry or doing clothes. And then like she's and have her have her uh kind of smile at a kid and, and then uh or the or see the parents like the kid, you know, the parents start ushering the kid away from her, like and, and you know, make her feel like so like by herself, but then like at the same time you see like the mob coming up the road and grabbing her and executing her or something like that. And then we go to, you know, 
the present time, like you said, but as Kyle with the as a kid, and the movie is there, and we don't have them in as as adults because I think that, that I agree with you. I think that would have been a much better film uh, yeah. with them as kids, and and but with R rating. And I think in two thousand, from two thousand to two thousand, maybe seven or so. Uh, before I say before Saul, right? Because Saul came out what two thousand eight. Like, I'm not sure exactly uh, what it was because Saul like, changed the game. Two thousand yeah. no, Saul came out two thousand four. Okay, so uh, but yeah, this right. came before that, and and there's stuff that came out at the same time as Saul. But when when Saul came out, it changed the game, and people was like, "Oh man, we can make rated R horror." We can make, but then, but then put people took it and went a different way with it. You know, yeah, they went body really, horror with it. Yeah, so. I'm not really sure why Hollywood thought they couldn't do rated R horror anymore. Uh, I think to get kids in, they want they they thought okay, maybe if we get more kids, more teenagers to come to see the movie, it would be popular. And they still have that type type of mindset today because uh, was the Grudge PG-13 or what? what, yeah. what yeah, and then uh. What's that stupid movie we hated a few years ago? Black Christmas. Uh, yeah, that was PG thirteen as well. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they do that, and then people kids go see it because hey, it's a horror movie and it's PG thirteen, and I can't see it, you know. But we need, and I'm not saying it for like nudity or anything like that. But I think that we should have more R horror because it's better to tell the story with, uh, like yeah. like as far as like. Like you can you imagine a PG thirteen nightmare on M Street? That wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? I felt like we got one with the remake. Which, which one? The oh, remake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It felt like a PG thirteen instead of R. Uh from my recent memory. I haven't watched that movie in a few years, but it felt it felt more PG thirteen than anything else they did. Um but my no, thing I really, Brady's last movie was him and uh Jason. There hasn't been one after that. I, I, I just wiped the the last Friday 13th, uh, Nightmare on M Street from my memory. I'm, I'm okay with even saying Friday 13th, the one that came out, the remake. I give them props because they tried and they tried to take it a different way. I give them props. So there has been another Friday 13th movie, but Nightmare on M Street, no. no I, I'm going to say Freddy vs. Jason was the last one, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Like, they're. We could review that at some point, the remake, and tell how wrong it went and why it went wrong. But it, in my opinion, they they cast Kellen Lutz and uh, the Cassidy girl, who basically I think she was playing Tina. Basically, uh, mm -hmm. they should have been your two leads instead of he he was just a cameo. He was the victim. He was done. Those were your two best actors far as the kids goes and you should have they should have been the main two people uh and for yeah. whatever reason they weren't the girl that played nancy was awful in my opinion uh she was just off i but i don't want to get off on freddie and nightmare on m street remake but i just yeah but yeah I, I think we deserve more rated r horror films um i think i agree with you you said this earlier that darkness falls should get a remake i think it should I would love to see a Two Fairy uh, Darkness Falls remake, uh, rated R for you know. I think I would like to see it like maybe during uh, maybe the eighteen hundreds so. though. Yeah, I will say. Also, take away the element of the hoe, 
uh, light thing. Take that light element out of it. I think that yeah, that's, don't a, that's a crutch that you don't need. You know, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe she's not a tooth fairy. Maybe you change it from that aspect to just uh, someone who uh, like was benevolent to children, and uh, but was accused of being done wrong to the kids or whatever. And because uh, the story says the boys was missing, and then after they murdered her, like a day or so later, the kids show back up. Like yeah, yeah. you know, like she, like she had nothing to do with it. So, like, that aspect of, like, her seeking justice, uh, you know, but you can't, you got to, like, you, you got to be careful and not make it Nightmare on M Street. As, a, as easily can become Nightmare on M Street because Freddie was about getting revenge on the children of the people who, you know, uh, wronged him originally yeah. <laughs> was what he was trying to do. I don't know what they went with it, but that's where his that's what he is wanting to do. That's his motivation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This movie though, I just think that it does qualify to have some type of remake. Um let me ask you a question. You said yeah. you didn't hate it as much as you did in 2003. Did you like more about it this time around? This time around, I uh I really try to appreciate uh the uh makeup of the of the tooth fairy character uh I try to appreciate the makeup even though we don't see a lot of her a lot, a lot of the face um yeah. I try to I try to appreciate uh the the cleanness of most of the effects um you know for his time like I thought that it could have it could have looked jarring like the haunting I think the stuff in the haunting looks jarring I'm gonna always say that, but uh, but I think that it looks pretty clean though for its time. Like I thought that when like you can see like even when she's like uh, above the the bathroom waiting on the boy, you know the uh, the wavering of the uh, her 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 gown, you know I thought that that was really cool. Um, I just wish that we would have seen more of her, uh, and. I don't know. Just I like that aspect of it. I liked her. Uh, I didn't really care for the characters. I, I I marked out when I saw a chick from uh from Buffy in it. I was like, hey, hey, look at this. What's the name? You know, the demon. I had no idea that was Anya from Buffy. Uh, yeah, Anya. That was her name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no I recognized her face. I just couldn't remember. I hadn't seen Buffy in so long. I did not recognize her. But and definitely. to be honest with you, for those that's loving Buffy, I love Buffy. But to be honest with you. Once I got a hold of Angel, I started watching more Angel than I did Buffy. And I'm just gonna be real with you. I found Angel it more entertaining. Where it Angel where it was where it was. It is I, you could go wrong with Angel, man. And then Spike shows up on Angel, and it's a different ball game. Man, yeah, Angel. Angel was my stuff. Yeah. Just saying. Uh for me, I you know, I didn't realize how fast paced it was back in 2003. Um. Uh. So that it, it, it it's not that it was hard to keep up with. It was just like okay, slow down a bit. Come on, slow Breathe down. Breathe a bit. Yeah, it's like you're going way too fast. It's not a roller coaster here. It, come on. But I will say one thing I really did still enjoy is the the police 
you know, the, the precinct scene when she's attacking all the cops. For whatever reason, it still reminds me of the Terminator when he comes in killing all the officers. Mm-hmm. It's so fast paced and he's 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 a machine and he's killing them all. I, I like that aspect. I, I like I won't say I love the aspect of you know, I like that the she can't the light hurts her. It don't make sense to me at all, but I kind of I dig that. But it don't mm-hmm. make sense. I don't understand why the light hurts her. She's a two yeah, yeah, it I really mean, doesn't make sense. But uh, I, I was like, okay, I like it. I like it when I, when I say I like it. I like it better than than they. I don't remember much about that movie, but I know they had to stay in the light. Uh, but as we said earlier, it didn't do it in the the lead character as well as did Silence did with Mary Shaw, and Lights Out did the aspect of being in the light a lot better, and the characters were a lot smarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that movie but um i like the police precinct scene uh but yeah again my problem is it's no character development with anyone um they're just there and some are just there to be killed like that one dude in the bar that's kind of picking on kyle i don't know his name i don't think they ever said what his name was he's like i'm the asshole and i'm gonna beat you up and you know he dies it was literally his job was just to be there to die. Like, yeah. like he, he served no other purpose whatsoever, but to be there to there to push the plot forward in the sense of getting Kyle from the bar outside mm-hmm. of the bar yeah. into the woods. And, um, and then once they're in the woods, dude gets killed, but clearly like they could tell, I mean, how could you, how could you not tell that Kyle didn't, Cal didn't kill this guy. Clearly, if you look at the dude's face, it looks like an animal got a hold to him. You know, like yeah. the scars on his face. Like, but these are just dumb small town cops, I guess. That's what I can that's what I can that's the only thing I can think of. But I don't know. Yeah. These people are also I love that it takes place in Maine. It seems like everything that goes wrong happens in Maine. It needs <laughs> just, to. It needs- <laughs> So I thought maybe this was like a Stephen King short or something. It wasn't, but I thought maybe it was, you know, since it's happening in Maine. It just seems like the perfect place for a horror film is to take place in Maine. Thank you, Stephen King, for that. Well, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna... Huh? <laughs> you have anything else to add? Uh, no. You have any more fun facts before we go into the marks? Um, let's see. I guess this is a fun fact. The closing credits runs for 11 minutes. This is because without the extra time, the movie would have been considered too short to release theatrically. Hmm. <laughs> um, here, here's an interesting one, though. The sound of Ma- her name's Matilda. <laughs> the sound of Matilda's Ditson's wailing throughout the film is really the sound of an elderly woman's groaning in bed. The sound was both sped up in parts where Matilda screams and slowed down in the places where she gurgles and breathes heavily. That's terrible. Why do they do that to the old lady? I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh. This movie was based off of McFarlane's Toys figures in 2002. Yeah, that's... so. I didn't this, know that either. This is kind I of did like, like McFarlane's Toy figures back yeah. then. Yeah, so it was based off that. 
for those that don't know, McFarland's toys back then was like the precursor to like uh, NECA, NECA fi figures. Like uh, the the they look really well. Actually, I don't have it in front of me. I have Leatherface uh, from the uh, movie lines that they that they did back then. I had at one point Leatherface. I had Candyman. I had Norman Bates, uh, and I had Michael. I also had a big, huge Michael, but I don't know what happened to any of these things, except for Leatherface. He's the only thing that survived uh, my multiple moves uh, from from one apartment to the other to this home. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you ready to go ahead and give them our uh, mark outs? Yeah, I'll let you go first since I know it's going to be low. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give uh, this movie. All righty. I'm going to give it two mark outs out of five. I give it two. I would have gave it one, but I give it two because <laughs> I did. I did appreciate what they're trying to do with the uh, Tooth Fairy character and the way that she looked. You know, the final a uh, reveal of her uh but i wish that there was more of her and uh but i just give it a two you know gives it a two all right um i'm giving it a three because i still feel it's fun to watch it's just it has no character development it's it's very fast paced but i do love the two fairy character in this movie i I enjoy her. I mean, she's she's fun to watch. I mean, she's fun, you know. To, I mean, I, you shouldn't say it's fun to watch someone get slaughtered, but <laughs> for a horror film, for a slasher film, whatever, it, it's just fun to see her do her thing. And I just I just wish they would have took more time developing the characters. I think there was a good story here. It's just it, they. I don't know if it was the studio's decision or if it was the filmmaker's decision, but they they just sped through everything you know and then you really shouldn't mm -hmm. do that and you should really hire someone that is passionate about the project which yeah. he was not i agree but I, I can still watch this and have fun with it so all that's right. why i still give it a three all right well that's good uh all right so it, it doesn't hold up like it doesn't hold up and it doesn't get for me a second chance viewing it was a dud it was not you know, I, I, I've been watching Marvel stuff, and I took time out of Marvel to watch this. And as I was watching, I was thinking, I can't wait to get back to my Marvel stuff. There you go, if it tells you anything. That's how bad I, I thought the movie was. Um, all right, next week, Brandon, you want to let them know what we got going on next week? We are going to be... It's still going to be a horror. Well, it's not really horror. <laughs> still going to be a Halloween themed movie. <laughs> We're going to be watching a Netflix original movie. As Aaron just, he couldn't even wait. <laughs> he couldn't wait. QB Halloween, which I hear from multiple sources is not a very good movie. But, you know, it's Adam Sandler. It's Netflix. I'm sure I'll enjoy. <laughs> hey, I'm sure you will. I mean, uh, yeah, I I'm actually looking forward to it um, because you know I, I'm a, I, I am an Adam Sandler fan um, as far as like I loved his earlier stuff um, and his later stuff hasn't been it's been hit or miss for me. Uh, the last really good one I liked was um, 
think bedtime stories. I, I really enjoyed. No, uh, was Click after bedtime stories or before? I don't know. That's a long time ago, man. <laughs> like, like I don't like his. Uh, like nothing. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen his. I haven't seen his big film that you liked in theaters. I haven't oh, seen that. Uncut Gems. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah. I, well, here's the fun, and I hope this is not true, but I do know what he said. He said if he didn't get nominated. He was gonna make the worst movie of all time, and I hope Hubie Halloween's not the worst movie of well, all time. It looks like I'm, I'm I'm hoping for more of a earnest earnest scare stupid yeah, type of I, experience. That's what I was gonna say. It reminds me of that from the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I mean, it's gonna be stupid, but you should know that going into an Adam Sandler movie. I mean, his comedy is stupid. You know, it's he, he still has sophomoric humor, uh, but yeah. but sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. Uh, but yeah, so next week we'll be discussing watching Hubie Halloween. I think it's how you say it, Hubie. Hubie uh, Halloween. Hubie Halloween, and then uh, the week after that, I didn't create a banner for it. I believe uh, is that Train to Busan. Yeah. All right, Train to Busan. <laughs> Uh, which is a good movie, uh, but Brandon, I'm excited for him to watch it for the first time. But uh, yeah, uh, so <laughs> that's what we got going on next week. Uh, any any house cleaning stuff, Brandon? You need to talk about before we end the end the podcast. Oh, yes, this weekend, uh, me and Beth are gonna be reviewing two fan films um, that I didn't even know drops. Well, I knew one of them's been dropped for since for two years, but I didn't know the other one dropped recently. We're going to review uh, Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow, two Friday the 13th fan films, big fan films at that. So uh, we're both excited. She wanted to review something, and I had no idea what to review. Then I thought, well, these two fan films. Is it going to be? Is it going to be on Anchor? Or is it going to be actually? What are you gonna uh, do with it? On Anchor, okay. she doesn't really want to do youtube okay well hey can't wait to hear it also uh brandon has on anchor um he uh, he we tried to do the review last week of funhouse um listen it is what it is uh (laughs) what's the service that we hate now zoom (laughs) yeah it froze right when you said zoom (laughs) it's like when you say the name it immediately freezes but so Zoom. So yeah, we tried it on Zoom, uh, and it did not work because Zoom is terrible. Uh, so the good people here at Streamyard, we'll do it again. Well, we didn't do it again. Brandon got it up for us. Uh, check it out on Anchor. It's on all our other platforms as well that we're on. Um, and I plan on still doing a quick little review of The Boys Two, season two. Uh, and talking about that, but mainly I'm looking forward to this Sunday's episode of Lovecraft Country to finish that show because I'm going to put a review out for the show Lovecraft Country. Brandon told me not to spoil anything because he wants to watch the show. I'm going to try yeah, my don't best. Do not me. To, don't pull a me. I'm not going to pull a Brandon. I'm going to try my best not to pull a Brandon. Brandon would say in the podcast, in a, in a review, I'm not going to spoil it. And then like 10 seconds later, spoil something. But uh, uh, yeah, you wouldn't be brand if you didn't though, right? I can't um, help myself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. But 
but yeah, so check that out. Lovecraft Country on HBO, HBO Now, HBO Now, uh, HBO, HBO Max, HBO Matt, Max. Too. It's something yeah. with HBO. It's on all the HBO's platforms right now. Check that out. Uh, Boy Two is on Amazon. If you like superhero movies or shows, you'll really enjoy that. Probably not for kids. Do not have your kids watch any of these shows. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much it. And then next week, we'll see you here for a little bit of Hubie Halloween. We'll see uh, if oh, Adam Sandler has it in him to fight horror on All Hallows Eve or night. We'll see. I'm Aaron Whitlow. I'm Brandon Spivey. You can go ahead and send them out, Brandon. And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Thank you for marking out with us.